0: I'm glad that when I come to the house of the Lord, I don't have to worry about whether I'm going to get any exercise or not. I'm going to get plenty of it. That's the best exercise some of you get all week. You ought to come more often. Amen. It's great to be here tonight. Good to have the Stevenson slip in. I leaned, I looked across, I said, did you bring your Bible? He said, no, he lied to me. He's got, you repented, oh. Oh, well, glad he's here tonight. Glad you're here. Thankful that the Lord is here. Amen. I feel the presence of the Lord. Thankful for that. I don't ever want to take that for granted. Whatever we got to do, however much we have to put aside our own personal agenda to find the will of God, that's the most important thing. Amen. To love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength. That's the key. That's where revival is found. And you can't do that if you don't move a little bit. Amen. Somebody say amen. I remind you that there are seven words that are used in the Hebrew to describe worship. And none of them can be done without some kind of movement. You just cannot worship Him without doing something. Clap the hands, open the mouth, bow the knee, shout, dance, whatever it is, you've got to get involved. And that's what we've done tonight and we're thankful for what God is doing in this place. Amen. One more time, would you clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise. I am thankful for this coming week. A lot of things going on. You don't want to miss Friday, Thursday. Young people, children, going to have a great time. Saturday is going to be awesome. You want to bring somebody for some good music and singing, you're going to hear it around here And you know what? It just dawned on me while we were listening and praying and worshiping a while ago, we got a pretty good sound around here ourselves. Amen. We don't have anything to bow our head about. Amen. Mark chapter 9, if you will turn with me. Thankful to have guests with us tonight other than just the ministry. Uh, We're thankful for Brother and Sister Frizzell. But it's good to have Vanessa uh, and Alyssa, friends uh, of uh, well, the sister of one and the friend of another. Glad you're here tonight. And the Lord is here. Mark chapter uh, 9, and I will begin with verse number 14. going to read a few. I'm uh, just going to skip around so you'll have to bear with me for a moment. Mark chapter 9, verse number f- 14. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. Straightway all the people when they beheld him were greatly amazed and running to him saluted him. And he asked the scribes, what question ye with them? Verse 17 says, And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son which hath a dumb spirit. And he goes on to explain what had happened. Actually, nothing had happened. His son was tormented and troubled. He had brought him to these for help, and they had been unable to help him. And so now Jesus steps into the mix, and down to verse number 22, Jesus asks about this particular problem. And he said, oftentimes he hath cast him, speaking of the spirit that tormented the young man, cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. I want to read that again. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things, everybody say all things, all things are possible to him that believeth. It doesn't matter how much you believe, it doesn't matter the measure, to him that believeth, all things are possible. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. And for just a few moments tonight, I want to talk to you from the simple subject, help me. Amen. Help me. Turn to somebody and repeat that. Help me. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Let me begin by saying that the worth of faith in a person's life is seen when it is subjected to life and all of its changes life with all of its challenges that confronts us on a daily basis. Our faith is seen for its worth and value by all of the ups and downs and the hurts and sufferings that life brings to us. I bring for your consideration tonight an old story, but one that is moving and tender in its telling. It's the story of agony. It's the story of many agonies, not just one, but many. It is the story of a father and a tormented son. It is the story of a tortured home and a tortured home life. It is the story of the agony of this son in all that he endured with the spirits that troubled his life. And it is the story of a father who feels the weight of that suffering and he is doing what he knows to do to find some kind of help and even more moving than the issues of the son. And I don't don't want to preach about that tonight. I I don't want to get sidetracked, but the issues of that son were many. He was tormented and there were spirits that controlled his life and they troubled him. And the Bible said that oftentimes they would throw him into the fire. But that that's another sermon. Tonight, what I want to get your attention to look to is the fact that the father also had issues in this particular story. And in, it is the, the, the picture of a distressed soul and a troubled man. It opens to us the great struggle of a man's life and it shows us those secret things that we don't want anybody to know about and we, we don't want anybody to understand about us. We try to keep a demeanor and a certain a carriage to our life but in this particular setting the cover is pulled away and this man is open and his life is opened and the struggles that this man endured in his own life. And the struggle was, listen to me, he was a believer and an unbeliever. He was a man of faith, but he was also a man of unbelief. Inside this man there was strength. But there was also weakness that wrapped itself up in the package of who he was. He was in a conflict in his life. and The conflict was not just between strength and weakness, between faith and unbelief, but it was in truth the conflict between possibilities. How was his life and his son's life going to be affected by what he was doing at this particular moment. How was his future going to be affected by what he was struggling with at this particular moment? He was struggling between options. There were on the table options and alternatives. There was unbelief on one side And there was a very weak faith on the other. But let me remind you tonight, church, I say it again. He did not qualify how much belief you had to have. He just said that all things are possible to him that believeth. And I've come to tell somebody here tonight, if all you have is a little bit of faith, That little bit of faith is more powerful than a mountain of doubt and unbelief. And that little bit of faith can do more for you than a lifetime of doubt and uncertainty has brought to your life. The question was, what was going to happen with not only his life, but his son's life? It seems strange that unbelief and faith could be in the same heart at the same time. But it was. It was in the man. It was just like it is in some of us. It was the feeling at one time, I believe. I believe God's going to help me. I believe God's going to get me out of this. I, I believe everything's going to be all right. And in the very next moment, I don't see how I'm ever going to get out of this. I don't see how anything's ever going to change. I don't even know what I'm doing here tonight. I'm here, but I don't know why I'm here. I came, but I don't know why I came. Inside of this man was this conflict. Of Jesus is the answer. Oh, yes, Jesus. When we sing, Jesus is the answer, we get up on our feet and say, yes, Jesus is the answer. But in the next moment, our mind wonders, is he really the answer? answer? Is he the answer to all of my trouble? Is he the answer to all of my confusion? Has he been able to get me out of anything that I've been through lately? Somebody thinks tonight, am I in the right place? What was I thinking when I came here tonight? It's that person who says part of me knows what's going on. But part of me doesn't have a clue what's going on. That's what was going on in the heart of this man. And he was a good man. He wasn't an evil man. He wasn't a wicked person. He was a good person just like you sitting on these pews tonight. But he struggled with that conflict between weakness and strength. Between faith and unbelief and one moment he saw it happening and the next moment he seemed to realize that it would never ever change it seemed strange that they would be found in one man but they were amen can I tell somebody here tonight that faith and unbelief in the same heart is not illogical and it's not unscriptural amen I know that there are different kinds of unbelief, but you hear me tonight. There is an unbelief that is wicked, but this man's unbelief was not wickedness, it was weakness. He was weak. He was struggling. He didn't know how to get through to what he needed. But he knew he needed a change. Could I tell someone here tonight that sometimes it's a struggle to get to a better life? sometimes it's a battle to get from where you are to where you want to be sometimes you have to go through the conflict of the mind and the conflict of the soul and you wonder at times am I losing my mind am I going crazy one minute I think I can do it and the next minute I feel like I'm a failure what's going on in my life I want to tell you what's going on the same thing That went on in this man's life, and the same thing that went on in his life is happening in some of us even here tonight. You see, to get to a better place. And to get to a better attitude in your life. Many times it is a struggle. And there is a war that goes on on the inward of a man. And he has to battle through a lot of things. I want to tell you why unbelief works so strongly. To doubt, to, 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 to drive you down. And to make you believe that things are impossible. It's because unbelief doubts the promises of God. God and unbelief doubts the power of God and unbelief doubts the efficacy of His blood and unbelief doubts the almightiness of His Spirit and unbelief doubts the transforming power of His Spirit and unbelief doubts the truth of the Gospel and unbelief doubts the power of His presence that is in your life right now and it wants to keep you bound in your torment and bound in your mind that is torn between faith and doubt between walking and sitting between standing and falling apart that's the conflict I'm talking about tonight and I've come to tell somebody there's an answer to your struggle and there's an answer to the things that are going on inside of you and it's found in a simple cry Lord help me I need your help tonight I need your touch upon my life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The embarrassing part of this story is that the faith of this man was exposed in all of its weakness and all of its meagerness. So many times such little faith in a person's heart will weaken their voice and cause them to be silent. Because they doubt. Because they wake up some mornings and they don't feel so spiritual. Because they wake up some mornings and they don't even know whether they believe the Bible or not. Because they wake up sometimes and they don't even know if there really is a God. Because life has done a number on them. Life has brought things to them that don't make sense. How is it that that son is well and that family is okay, but my son is troubled? What have I done to these things in my life how is it that I carry this burden and weight of a dysfunctional family and I can't seem to make my marriage work or I can't seem to get along with people on the job but I look across the aisle and I see people smiling and they're doing everything right what's wrong in my life I want to tell you folks there's nothing wrong in your life other than life has happened to some of you and there's no explaining life. There's no way to come up with a pet answer that gives a remedy for everything that you go through in life. But I will tell you that there is a faith that can get you out of any dilemma that you're in. And there is a belief and there is a confidence that can pull you from the deepest hole and put your feet on a solid rock and cause you to stand in the face of every adversity and every trouble. Hallelujah. Amen. Embarrassed. What exactly do the words mean, I believe, help thou mine unbelief? Was the father looking at his own faith and asking God to give him an increase of his faith that was sufficient to produce the miracle? Or was he putting the need of his son above his own weakness and saying, God, don't let my weakness keep you from working in my son's life. The inconsistencies of his life are overwhelming. He feels great at one moment and weak at another. The need is great, but the faith is weak. Have you ever been at a time in your life when that was the case for you that the need was great But the faith was weak when the problems were more than you could number but the answers were non-existent when the troubles mounted higher than a mountain and the peace did not know your address and did not know your exchange or your phone number. Have you ever been to the place when what you had going wrong in your life outnumbered anything that might be going right? I'm Come to preach to somebody here tonight that you're not alone in your struggle, that God knows exactly where you are and what you're going through. Have you ever been to a place where you wanted something better and you desired it and you reached for it and you prayed for it And it drove you to do things you would never do otherwise. And yet everything you did seemed to blow up in your face. And nothing turned out the way you thought it was going to. It was just impossible. There's so much wrong inside of me. I'll never get out of this mess. My son will always be troubled. My mind will always be troubled. The emotions that run through the story strike a chord in my heart tonight. I think I know a little bit about how that man feels. The inadequacy. The shortfall. The meagerness. The defectiveness of our efforts. The defectiveness of our faith. Oh God, would you help me preach to somebody here tonight? Have have, have you ever felt like... You were bound by your own flaws and weaknesses. Have you ever felt like your life was being caught up in a web and that web was your own doing? It was your own mistakes. It was your own lack. It was your own unbelief. It was your own doubt. It was your own worry. It was your own anger. It was your own bitterness. You can't blame it on somebody else. You're here because of you. Have you ever felt bound by your own flaws? By your own shortfalls? Do you ever feel like you're kept out of the realm of possibility by your own weakness? You think, oh, it was wonderful tonight when they were worshiping earlier and singing and the music was playing. You just felt like something lifted. But I know that as sure as I felt that lift, there's somebody here tonight that thought, you know what? That feels good, but is that really the answer? Is that really what I need is that really going to get me out of my dilemma and so we keep ourselves outside the realm of possibility by our own weakness? Have you ever felt limited by your own doubts? Have you are you listening to me? Have you ever felt limited by your own doubts? You know what? This story is not about a demonic possessed son. This is a story of a man struggling with his own spiritual identity. It's a man struggling to try to make sense of. Faith, and he realizes the problem's not my son. The problem seems to be in me. It's here in my life. And I am bound. I am limited by my own unbelief. No wonder when Jesus said all things are possible to him that believe. it just smote him in his heart. And he said, oh, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Oh Lord, those are the words that can make a difference. That's the cry that brings release. Help thou mine unbelief. Help thou my weakness. Help thou my frustrations, my anger, my bitterness. No doubt his cry was for Jesus to help him out of his unbelief out of his present state. But listen to me. I believe that even more than that, this man's cry was for Jesus to help me in spite of my problems. Help me in spite of my weakness. Help me in spite of the fact that I am so uncertain I vacillate. <laughs> oh God help me tonight. Anybody have intermittent faith? And you get up here on Sunday, it's easy to shout and juke and jive and we love that. You wake up on Monday, you're crawling out from underneath the bed, not on top of it. You wonder what happened. You gotta come back to church Wednesday night to get pumped back up so you can make it through Thursday and Friday and then Saturday you come stumbling through and then Sunday you get back. And ah anybody ever have that kind of life? Am I the only one that you that's heresy, intermittent faith. I never heard of such. Well, evidently it's there because this man had it. He was strong one moment. And the next, he was crippled by his own doubt. Amen. The question tonight that begs to be answered is this. Is God's kindness and is God's mercy and is God's help and is God's strength hampered by my disabilities? That's the question. Is God's goodness tied up because I'm this weak, uncertain, don't know what I believe, don't know where I stand? Is God's grace to my life tied up in the fact that Sunday I can shout, but Monday I have a hard time getting my head above water? Listen to me tonight. God's work in my life is not based on what I do. It's based on who He is. And He's a God of mercy and help and grace and goodness. And it's His prerogative to get me out of my dilemma. Whether my faith is great or not, it doesn't matter how weak your faith is. If you've got a little bit of faith, that's enough for God to work with. That's enough for God to put you back on your feet. That's enough for God to turn your life around. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. No. Oh. oh. My God, my God, my God. Does my helplessness. Hinder his helpfulness. The God that we have to do with tonight. Is not bound by my imperfections. But he is bound by the character of his own spirit. I am God. I change not. My name is mercy. Mercy. My spirit is grace. My attitude is goodness. (laughs) Oh, listen to me, somebody. Somebody that's... You don't even know whether you believe God about anything anymore. You hear me tonight. If there is just an inkling and you say, Brother Hughes, I don't know if there is. Well, I want to settle all that for you. There is. Because you wouldn't even be here if there wasn't an inkling of something. So that right there is enough. You don't need more than that. You don't need to build yourself. I know what you're saying, but I, I'm going to get back on my feet. And when I do, I'm going to really serve God. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to teach a Bible study. I'm going to win somebody to God. I'm going to get involved in Sunday school. I'm going to help the young people. You hear me tonight. You don't need to wait till you're of your faith gets strong. God can do something with you right where you are if you'll just give him a chance. If you'll just stand on your feet and say, help me. I need your help tonight, God. I need you to take my hand. I need you to lift me to where only you can lift me. Stand with me if you will. I, I'm, I'm closing. Somebody just simply needs to dare and ask him. The only faith that makes anything worthwhile is the faith that casts itself upon the Lord. You see, weak faith is better than no faith. Weak faith is better than no faith. Don't let your weakness become your excuse for doing nothing. Hmm. Can I say that again? Don't let your weakness become an excuse for doing nothing. Use what you have. That's all he asks. Just use what you have. Don't use the attitude that for this reason I'm just stuck where I am. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not stuck where you are because God can take you where you need to go. He was conscious that his faith was hardly worthy of its name, yet in the greatness of his desire, he was not ashamed to ask for help. Lord, help me. Have we lost that ability to ask God to help us? Have we lost that ability to be so transparent with God? You know, we come to church. We put on our nice. We put on our mask. We plaster a smile on our face. We have all the right words to say. Wouldn't it be wonderful tonight if we could just take that mask off and say god this is who i really am yeah you know what you do when you come to the end of the day and you stand in front of that mirror and you take that rag and you wash all the grime of the day off and it's just you there that's what god's waiting for just you god i'm struggling i don't know what to do one minute i feel like i'm i'm a, I'm a child of god the next minute i feel like i'm lost one time I come to church and I feel good. The next time I come, I don't even know what I'm doing here. All you need to do is just open your mouth and say what this man said. Lord, help me. Oh, help me. Help me. Help me. Oh. I wish somebody would lift up their voice to him right now and just say those words to him. Lord, help me. I want a better life I want to be a better person I want to be a better husband I want to be a better wife I want to be a better leader I want to be a better individual but i i, I don't I don't know what to do I need your help tonight God I want to be a believer but I have so many questions in my mind and the world is filled me with so many doubts and god i, I would to believe that you're the only answer but everywhere i go in the world it says here's an answer and here's an answer and here's an answer but god i've come tonight to tell you one more time you're really all that i need you're the only help that i need and i tonight am weak but you are strong that's all that matters that's all that matters You don't have to wait until you return to that strength and vigor of faith. Just begin where you are. Just take a step where you are right now and say, God, help me. God, help me right now. Lights down right now for just a few moments. What is the greatest thing tonight? Is it your lack or His supply? Is it your weakness or is it His strength? Is it your littleness or is it His greatness? Is it your failure or is it His faithfulness? Don't let hesitation hold you. This old miracle comes walking toward us tonight. This old miracle comes walking to every struggling heart tonight with a hand reaching out to help me and it says you can have a better life you can live a better life you can be a better person you can know the peace of God you can live in the peace of God if you'll just open up your mouth and cry out to him Lord help me Lord would you help me I'm closing right now and I'm going to open the altars to give you an opportunity to pray but this is This is what I want you to hear me say right now. This story reminds us that we, everybody say we, say me, we, we have the power to choose how this story ends. Am I going to keep struggling Am I going to keep wallowing or am I going to step out in my weakness? If you don't like the torment and you're tired of the misery and you want a change in your life, the answer is here and the answer is found in your mouth right now. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I'm tired of vacillating. I'm tired of inconsistency. I'm tired of being hit and miss, hot and cold. I'm tired of being strong and then weak. I'm tired of walking and then falling. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. If you need the help of God tonight, would you just step out of the aisle? Step out and come and meet me here at this altar right now and say, God, I need help. I don't know how to deal with the problems in my family. I don't know how to deal with the problems on my job. I don't know how to deal with the frustrations in my own mind and my own spirit. But you know the answer. You know how to get me through what I'm going through. Yes, you do, Lord.